DJ Event Planner will change the way you manage and run your business. Streamline all of your procedures and software into one easy-to-manage system. DJ Event Planner, the ultimate online planning tool. Tonight's DJ and TV show is sponsored in part by Electro Voice, DJ Event Planner, ADJ, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, Newmark, and DJ and TV Insiders. Good evening and welcome to tonight's show of Texting Ben Stowe. Yes, that's right. Tonight's show is all about texting the one and only Ben Stowe. Oh, wait. No, that was next week's show. We're using that voice again, huh? <laughs> well, I wanted to you know, be serious because... I can't tell if it's like, uh, if it's, you know... Uh, I need the fireplace. Masterpiece Theater or... I need a fireplace uh, you know, and a rocking chair. Tonight's yeah. episode will be about texting the Mr. Ben Stowe and how important it is to make sure you use proper punctuation when conferring with Mr. Ben Stowe. You know, when you were doing that, the only thing I could think of was proximity effect with the microphone and, and inverse square law as you get closer and further. <laughs> yeah. I thought, man, how hard is it to mic that guy? You know, <laughs> some guy standing in the catwalk with a boom going <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I I know it's That's a sound guy thing. It's a sound guy thing. I'm not right in the head. Good evening. We've got streams going out to Facebook and YouTube tonight. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to be talking about one question that I have seen time and time again over the last couple of months, and we're going to dig into that tonight. And the idea that a lot of you are asking about is, I have some nice modern powered speakers. Do I need to have processing? behind that. So Ben, what I wanted to do is kind of first talk about when they're talking about processing, let's give the people an idea of what they're referring to because they're talking about an external unit that would go between the mixer and the speakers. So what types of, of units are they talking about there? And then let's kind of dig into what those units can do and then would they be beneficial? So let's define the units that they're talking about. You know what? I, I'm still stuck on the picture that Jimmy made for the show. I'm not even... <laughs> I can't... I can't even. I, <laughs> okay, well... First of all, I don't own a shirt that color. <laughs> Second of all, I don't know. What I, Jimmy never ceases to entertain me, and and I've, he always finds new and creative ways, and he comes up with some of the most amazing things. But I don't, Jimmy. Listen, brother, please don't ever do that to my eyes again. I I get creeped out looking at myself looking at that picture. <laughs> that was pretty creepy. I gotta say, yeah. just please don't. I love you, Jimmy, but please don't ever do that again. Uh, <laughs> And but it is kind of interesting to be digitally redressed and see how you might look in a certain color. Yes, he, and I, I don't think that color is for me either. But he does that quite eyes. often, and he does it very well. There's times it's like, do I own that shirt? I don't think Jimmy, I own that shirt. I'll tell you what, Jimmy is so talented with Photoshop that he's maybe one of the most credible uh, pieces of like Photoshop conspiracy theory, where you know you start questioning everything you see now. Go, is it real or is it Jimmy? Yeah, you know, remember like the old Memorex commercials? Is it real or is it Memorex? Memorex, Is it real or is it Jimmy? Did Jimmy, did Jimmy, you know, doctor this picture? Or or did I really shake President Trump's hand? I don't remember, but it looks like I did. Yeah. I was, I was thinking maybe Jimmy could put me on the moon, you know, (laughs) 
and, uh, for the record, I do think we went to the moon, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So, so what is an audio processor? Uh, I guess now, now that I'm over the eyes and shirt, we're, we're okay now. Now we'll get into our topic. <laughs> you know, I, it's cathartic, you know, and it's like, oh goodness, yeah, thank you. Uh, you could you could revert back to your uh, opening voice though and go, how does that make you feel? Yes, no. Can you tell us deep down how does that feel right there? <laughs> you know what this was a lot this was a lot i don't know if there's a lot more fun uh this is maybe more fun but you know when we didn't do the shows live and there was a possibility of editing because uh, <laughs> this entire intro sequence would be scrapped yeah, that's true we would have, we'd have restarted Cut, and then reset. one one component of it would have take, been taken and used as the beginning clip so yeah, for those you, of you, you did do that to me a few times yeah you? so yeah. You, you guys watched some of the that would have been some of the 2014 the early some of the early shows oh my that, uh, yeah we how did how many shows have we done i figured it out the other day was it oh goodness gracious a hundred and some shows i mean easily a oh, hundred yeah. some at least a hundred yeah i know it's past a hundred we have our we've got a playlist that has that has all of the shows that actually i can i'm gonna go i'll go do that while we're talking well you're well you're telling us about what type of processing units are utilized in today's world i'm going to look that up so if you're done binge watching old episodes of roseanne or whatever uh you could go binge watch episodes of the show you can I mean, we'll get you the playlist there's probably a lot of other things you could do too like not as beneficial or beneficial. defrost your freezer but but if, if none of those things appeal to you you could you could watch all the back episodes of the show uh, all right so an audio processor in its simplest simplest of terms is exactly that it's a device that processes your audio and what that means could be a multitude of things most most modern uh processors are what we call a dsp or a digital signal processor and uh very often there are many components inside of one you know uh, modern uh, adda conversion chips and uh, processing powers made this a lot easier uh, and, and we can, instead of using racks of outboard analog gear, we can now put it into one, uh, you know, little chassis. So you could have the ability to uh, have a multiband parametric EQ. Uh, you could have a graphic EQ. Some of these have uh, feedback eliminators. Uh, sidebar, see our previous show on why I don't like feedback eliminators. Um, you have compression. Uh, you may have some other uh, effects type processing. Uh, you know, you could have hard knee, soft knee limiter, that sort of thing. Uh, some of the more advanced ones, uh, like uh, EV's DX46, even have FIR processing, which allows for things like temp limiting, uh, you know, algorithms that are sensing what that voice coil might be enduring based on program material. Uh, others would have peak limiters and, uh, you know, there's just a multitude of things that you could do inside that device between when the signal comes in and when the signal goes out. So then DJs are, obviously, there's a lot of different things, but they're really, as you said, talking about that digital signal processing and probably more of a, a variation of an EQing. Is that what they're really trying to get from this for their sound? I would think so. I think that's probably the most useful thing, whether it's an internal graphic or a parametric. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm a big fan of parametric EQs. I love the fact that in, in almost every parametric EQ, you can uh, change not only the frequency and the amplitude, uh, but also the width of the of the filter. You know, how, how wide or narrow is the notch uh, that we're that we're applying? Um, so th that can be really useful. Uh, but, you know, a good graphic EQ uh, is almost um, essential, I think, in today's sound. 
So uh, I would say, yeah, you, you know, a lot, some DJs are going to maybe want to use the, uh, the, the limiter. Uh, again, noting that most of these are, are a peak limiter. And uh, as our attendees at the audio symposium found out, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to uh, save your sound system. Um, you know, we're sort of sidebarring here. And we, I think we did a show not that long ago on why speakers fail. But you have basically two reasons speakers fail. One is mechanical and the other is thermal. Uh, you know, as my, as my good friend, Ethan, who's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life and, uh, attendees at the audio symposium got treated to a little Ethan. Uh, he, he characterizes it like this, uh, uh, help. I can't cool down fast enough and help. I can't move like that. Uh, and you know, the, uh, solving one problem actually makes the other one worse in that, uh, using a peak limiter to prevent the speaker from getting too much voltage reduces the dynamic range of the signal and then increases the heat contained within the voice coil and can actually contribute to the other problems. So uh, we have to kind of understand what's going on there. Uh, but, but a limiter used properly can be a very useful tool as well. Okay, so we have some benefits um, of these processors. We kind of had an idea what they, what they are. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously hooking them in. Now the question becomes is if I'm running... And and let's let's talk about something that a lot of us are familiar with uh, with our EV speakers. I you know I have the ELX two hundreds in uh, mm -hmm. in the other room. Have been playing with those. Would I really twofold? Would I need them? Need a, a digi digital signal processing? And then secondly, is if I don't, it is mandatory. Would it help me if I did have one? Well, I think the answer is my favorite answer is it depends. <laughs> uh, Again, a, a properly used DSP is all, always welcome in my rig. Uh, of course, the ELX200 does have a basic DSP built into the speaker. And that's really nice that you have some basic processing built right into the speaker. Uh, that doesn't mean that you wouldn't benefit from an external one. Uh, need is difficult to define. Uh, I don't know if I would say you need one. Uh, I think that's a, that's a difficult word to define. Would but I would say that used properly, sorry, I'll come to your question here after this, yep. uh, used properly, there's certainly some advantages to having one. Could I tell, if you set up a sound system without, and a sound system, matching sound system with one, is there going to be enough harmonic difference between the two that I could actually tell by listening? Absolutely. Okay. I, I think so. If I set it up... Absolutely, because I'm going to tune for the room, which is something the loudspeaker really can't do. Uh, even some of the loudspeakers that have built-in EQ, like the ETX has a built-in uh, three-band parametric, uh, that's just not enough. It's, a, it's great, and it's enough to make a few minor adjustments, but you know, with a full 31-band graphic, uh, I'm going to make some adjustments for the room to compensate for the acoustic properties of the room, and, and I would certainly hope that you would hear the difference. I think uh, you know anybody with any reasonable type of an ear, even if they couldn't put a finger on what they were hearing, would say, oh, that sounds better. You know, and that doesn't mean the one speaker is, you know, is good or bad or needs help or whatever. It's, it's the room, you know, again, it's the room. Hmm. Uh, now, if you don't, if you don't tune the room properly, uh, you know, and you don't know what you're doing, uh, it could be worse too. So that's why I say need is difficult to characterize. Um, but I, it, tuning a room isn't really all that hard. Um, and, uh, you know, like we've said in previous shows, uh, little changes, little mistakes, you know, it's good sometimes just going to find something and say, wow, you know, uh, 2K is just a little bit biting right now. I'm just going to back that down just a little bit. And you go, oh, that's better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound quite so harsh, maybe, you know, or maybe it's a bit muddy. It's a bit woofy, uh, you know, 
And so we could go in and find some of those frequencies and scoop them a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I would certainly like to think, John, that if uh, we put two systems, one with a processor and one without, and I, I used uh, one to tune, um, I would say if you can't tell the difference, then um, I should probably resign from the show and you need a new host. <laughs> Well, there is that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just have to stick to working for those tours. You know? Yeah, you'll have to stay. You'll have to continue to make those pancakes. So, yeah. Hey, I make pretty awesome pancakes. Though. I know that's why I'm saying you got to stick with yeah. the pancakes because it doesn't pay very well making pancakes. Yeah, for well, your the kids, miss, but, Mrs. Uh, keeps you around because you make pancakes. So there might be another reason, but it's sure rewarding uh, making pancakes for the kids. So, did you see the Easter egg ones? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Oh, I was really quite proud of that. Yeah, my uh, my uh, youngest daughter. Uh, we we made a couple of. Uh, small batches of pancake batter and dyed them different colors and then we made egg-shaped pancakes oh so, no i i did i missed that yeah. one i don't have to I'll not have as to cool as the star wars pancakes those, those are gonna be tough to top but it's the thought that counts sean we'll get to that question in just a little bit that's actually going to be uh we'll be hitting that was one of my questions to follow up here in a bit okay so so we can see some benefits of let's give for the people who are out there um kind of a, a price range of something that would be something you would recommend and we don't have to talk specific brands unless you you have some off the top of your head but i mean how much would they want to they would be would they expect to invest to get something that's going to make them proud of their investment well so here we go you know we talked a couple weeks ago i think the title of the show was uh, why does my mic sound like crap which yep. by the way you're going to find this hilarious i had no idea what the title of the show was until after i watched the replay so the entire show uh, just the context of it had got by me. Uh, you know, I, it was interesting answering the questions, uh, but then seeing them in the context of the title of the show, I laughed and realized I'm like, oh man, that would, would have been uh, good to know. I should have No, looked. you did wonderfully. It was, it was a good, it was a good show. And I've had more people asking about, about the, uh, the idea of, of the mixer. And I know Katie's had a couple of people get in touch with her with uh, some pieces. Well, and so on those lines, you know, one of the key things we talked about there was the preamp and the quality of the preamp. But the other key thing we talked about was DSP that lives inside those mixers. So maybe if you had one of those, uh, maybe you don't need one at all. Hmm. Uh, maybe. Okay. That's not a, that's not a hard in the stone uh, thing because in addition to all the other things we talked about in these uh, DSPs, there's also things like crossovers and that sort of thing. And uh, something else we could talk about with some of the FIR enabled crossovers uh, or FIR enabled uh, devices is brick wall crossovers where those crossover points are very steep uh, as opposed to an IIR crossover where it's a, a rolling slope. You know, there we get into, you know, the Linkwitz Riley and the Butterworth and that sort of thing where, uh, so having those FIR crossover points uh, could make that much smoother sound if we just didn't use the crossovers that are built into those speakers and we used that external processor. Hmm. Uh, so like your ELX200s, for example, don't have FIR. Uh, ETX does. So uh, that's one place. But talking specific brands, that would be something like uh, EV's DX46, which is a bit more advanced and a bit more expensive and probably not a pairing that you would find an ELX200 and a DX46. You know, it's kind of sort of two different categories of products. Uh, but even something uh, like a drive rack PA2, uh, which is only a couple hundred bucks. I don't know exact, exactly off the top of my head. I guess if anybody's interested, they can just send me a message and uh, I will dig up a price for them. Um, maybe a special price just for asking, I guess. But uh 
that one has some neat features too in that it's programmable via iPad or computer, uh, Mac OS, Windows, whatever. And so you have a bit more of a graphic interface and a little easier to digest. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the really cool things when you're tuning a system is the ability to take that iPad out and listen to the system when you're tuning. So uh, that's a really cool thing. Now that can also be done with the DX46 using a laptop and Iris. And uh, there's a lot of DSPs that do that. But I think that's another advantage there, uh, talking about a very inexpensive uh, DSP in the driver rack PA2. Uh, it's not as good. The quality of the chips isn't as good as, you know, some of the higher end uh, DC1 or DX46 or SoundWeb or anything, you know, up in the, uh, you know, upper food chain. But I still think you could make an improvement, particularly on less expensive loudspeakers. So kind of a 200 on up. Yeah. Yep. And I think good EQ is better than no EQ. Or mm-hmm. I mean, a bad EQ is better than no EQ, you know? So uh, I guess I'll say that, you know, a good EQ obviously is worth its weight in gold, you know, but uh, now we're getting into, you know, linear phase EQs and that's a probably a show we'll never do. So yeah, the, so we, we've gotten in, we've touched on this topic before on a few occasions for those of you who watch a lot, I, the, some of this is going to be repeat, but it's a question that comes up time and time again. So we wanted to make sure we hit this and hit it in a tight but there have been some shows where we've gone into some incredible detail with graphics and showing the different equalizations and bringing the little pieces down. And then we showed that one show where we were going to bake cookies, but that didn't work out. Got to stick to pancakes, I guess. Pancakes. So, so the way to wrap up and summarize, processing could be good. Not yeah, not I, necessary. I think, again, properly used, always welcome, and. Uh, You'll, you'll never get better at it if you don't try. So uh, I'm not saying everybody should run out and buy a processor, but uh, there are certainly some advantages, uh, not the least of which being able to tune for the room. You're, you're not going to adjust the uh, settings that are within the loudspeaker. Those are DSP settings within the loudspeaker you don't even have the access to. The box is tuned for itself. Uh, things like time arrival between the drivers and, and you know, some basic system tuning, that sort of thing. Uh, but, but, output system tuning, uh, you know, for uh, the properties of the room, the placement of the loudspeaker, maybe delay. Again, some loudspeakers have delay built in, which is really handy. But here again, you could do it from your device and an iPad and say, I've got to put this delay speaker over here, or maybe I want to uh, just time align my subs with my tops uh, due to the where they're placed, uh, you know, with with regard to my stage or my room. Uh, there's all kinds of ways. I mean, I, I find personally, I find DSP uh, indispensable. Sure. I, I could not really imagine life without it with what I do. And I realize what I do is different. Um, but I, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's not really an option, you know, good, good for you. It very well is. Could be. Yep. It's you're there at a different, most DJs are at a way different level than what you are when it comes to your sound system demands. Yeah. And, and that's all right too. So, Oh, hey, we've got a guest here just made an appearance. Hi, honey. Hello. You're live on national TV. Hello. So, uh, we're talking about loudspeaker digital signal processors. No, you want to chime in on that? No, we're not. Dad sure. is, he was just talking. Sure. Dad's going to go make you some cookies. He doesn't know how to bake well. What? <laughs> okay, That's honey, truth. You. Time for bed. you got to go. Bye-bye. <laughs> the truth comes out. Bye, honey. Oh, that was our best show ever. So, uh, 
Interestingly, uh, there's a logarithmic relationship between loudspeaker drive temperature and uh, loudspeaker live. Uh, see, now she got me all flustered. <laughs> loudspeaker drive amplitude and voice coil temperature. So if I was going to bake cookies, it would probably be with a voice coil from a loudspeaker. Or we were or. talking about those halogen lights. So for those of you who are watching the show and you want us to stay on topic, that time is probably now over because we have other things we're going to talk about tonight that don't pertain to sound systems or processing. First yeah, the topic off, went to bed with my daughter. Yes, yeah, so we lost her. We lost that. You'd swear that I had you know slipped her a, a, a $10 bill to go and say that too. Didn't even need to. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So the question that came up, Sean put this in the Facebook group. If you guys have got some questions, we're just going to kind of hang here for about 15, 20 minutes and answer some questions and have a little a little uh, gab session. Sean is wondering if Tony ever made it back. <laughs> there is a second video. Uh, we actually did uh, go find Tony. Uh, for those who aren't, aren't familiar, tell us about the first video. Well, so the first video... We, I lost my pen now. I've got, I lost my thing to hold on to and waggle around. Here. Yeah, you whipped it over. Your, you tossed it over your shoulder in, in frustration. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone right with my dignity. <laughs> there was uh, that. <laughs> so, goodness. Uh, anyway, the first the first show we did was testing distance on the uh, on the new Chevet BT Air Bluetooth lights. And I have a high degree of skepticism on Bluetooth, especially based on what I know about Bluetooth and audio. But I was stunned. The uh, the Bluetooth on these worked until about 500 feet. That's what I thought. Uh, granted, I mean, I was absolutely blown away. I would have I would have wagered against it if I was a betting man any day. Um, but I'll tell you what. Um, so again, they, they for, for the people they who worked. didn't see it, they were outside in northern Minnesota, which is not. It, there was a wind. It was kind of cold. And they send this poor man walking down the street carrying, was it a towel, an, like an iPad or something? I, it was an iPad, yeah. It was, okay. it was an iPad. It had the app on it. And, and yeah, we just said, you know, walk. And uh, every five seconds, because if it loses signal, it'll continue to run the last program. So if we didn't change the program, we wouldn't know when it quit. So we said, okay, every five seconds, change the program and just keep walking. Uh, and, and he raised his hand when he, when he, uh, changed the program. And if we saw a corresponding change in lights or when we saw him raise his hand and we didn't see a change, we knew it had quit working and it was, uh, it worked intermittently from about five to 600 feet. But I, I think I would say, again, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's well beyond what they were intending when they built these. Um, and, uh, the other thing I want to say, just to be fair to our viewers is this was outdoors. There was really no 2.4. Uh, you know, which is going to, that's going to, uh, cut your range a little bit, you know, when you're indoors and there's other 2.4 around, but I was stunned. Uh, very impressed, <laughs> very impressed for what this is designed to do. A non DMX, easy Bluetooth lights pop up on your app. Uh, you can have eight groups of up to eight lights each and bang and off you go. Uh, but yeah, so we just, the, the thing was though, that when Tony got to the end of the range, um, we didn't tell him. We just let him keep going. <laughs> there, there becomes the video two problem. So we had to go find Tony. Yeah. So, so that that's video two, and <laughs> I, I walked all the way down to the Sanford Center. But see, but Tony Tony's a Minnesotan, so he was fine. It was it, it was you know thirty six degrees today, which in Minnesota in spring actually feels kind of nice. The wind was was blowing a bit, and that was unpleasant, but. Uh, Jeremy uh, is from South Florida, and that was very obvious. Uh, you could see he was struggling a lot in 36-degree weather. 
<laughs> he's like, they don't really make it this cold, do they? Yes, they do. So, so for those who aren't familiar, um, the the three lights now in the Bluetooth series. So far, they just have kind of a, a wash or flood type lights. Is that? Am I correct? Yeah, they have the, they have two pars uh, and a bar, um, and they they have tri and quad, and that's all they have right now are the three lights in the series. Uh, we have a few hundred of each model, I think, coming in, and I suspect those will go very fast. You know, when you break that down to somebody who might buy ten you're not talking about just 20 people who could get 10 lights. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I think they're going to go very quickly. Um, and this is sort of, I guess, a public service announcement where I'm saying, if you want some, um, you should let us know, you know, uh, and I don't want to turn this into an infomercial and I'm sorry for that, but you know, we do have financing available and that sort of thing. So, 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 so now when I saw those out at NAM, they had them at NAM. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking for the wedding DJ who wanted to have something that was quick and easy. Unfortunately, I didn't have much time to play with those. I thought this could be a really great option because I know I've enjoyed controlling lights with the the tablet. Now, did you get the chance to play with the app? Like, do, does the app control dimming of the lights and where you could chase and static and do different things with it or what? I never really got the chance. Okay. Uh, they, they, they let me touch it for about three seconds, but they were having too much fun with it. They were, uh, you know, between uh, Kat and Katie and, and Tony and everybody was having a good time. And I said, no, you know, okay, my, it's fine. <laughs> so I didn't really get a chance to play with that. They did. And that's great. So. Yeah. Yeah. From what I was seeing, it looked like for a wedding DJ who just wants to have something basic and simple and you want to be able to wash that the idea you could wash, you have some on the stage and then you could have um, some additional up lights and you could control them all basically from that tablet and do some really, really nice wash effects, which short of DMX programming, I mean, this is like another option or different. Well, and it's instantaneous. I mean, it's, it's so fast uh, for, for that type of thing. If you want to do some very basic chases and, and whatnot, uh, yeah, to have that, that control. And, and I'm sure the app is going to, uh, evolve too. I think they're going to add some functionality to the app and that sort of thing. But even just what I saw them doing with some basic chase programs and things like that, I was really impressed. Yeah, they definitely definitely look like something that a again mobile DJ, wedding DJ who's not looking for the big DMX could definitely definitely check out. Um, let's see. Somebody had asked. Uh, I saw somewhere. Um, and I had asked you the same question uh, earlier, is uh, kind of an update on your the music store now. Um, products and everything have been coming in, and you guys are getting everything set up there. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you know, obviously, all of us in this industry are music lovers in one way or another, and, and uh, what better way than, than to, uh, you know, love musicians, right? So uh, now we have uh, guitars and drums and, and uh, you know, heads and sticks and capos and strings and uh, everything, band and orchestra. Uh, all those sorts of things. So, uh, so I've got my, my visitor is back, but she's out of view. So you can <laughs> stay out of view too. If you can criticize my cook, cook it. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty neat to have all those kinds of things. And we've focused on name brands, uh, Fender, DW, Gretsch, uh, that sort of thing. Remo Evans, Aquarian, you know, I'm, just, I, I'm a drummer. So I'm thinking the drum ones here, of course, but, uh, uh, you know, Van Doren, Rico, it's been really exciting uh, to bring the pairing of the pro audio video and lighting products we've carried for 25 years and expand that into uh, full MI for, uh, for musicians. Uh, so 
uh, it's, it's been an, a tremendous undertaking. Uh, it certainly has been a challenge, but it's been really fun to remodel the showroom and, and uh, do that for our community. So. So if people, you know, like myself, who's mainly a DJ, but I have children who break guitar strings or something, how would we get in touch or, or order, say, if I had replacement, needed replacement guitar strings? Right now, the easiest thing is we're still working on getting those things uh, cataloged and, and available for online ordering. The easiest thing would be just to contact your NLFX rep like usual or contact myself and say, you know, I need an E-string, you know, whatever, or whatever you need. And uh, we carry, we have hundreds of models of strings. And so uh, we can do the heavy lifting if you say, I'm not really sure what I need. Uh, or if you say, this is exactly what I need. Uh, you know, we can get that, put it in an envelope and get it on the way to you right away. Uh, nice thing about something like guitar strings is you could send those postal service for very, very little money. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just, just reach out. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd be, uh, you know, super happy. Uh, it's, it's already been the case. In fact, John is, uh, you know, we've had, uh, we shipped some drum heads to Texas and we shipped some cymbals to Arkansas and we've shipped some guitar strings all over. And uh, so, uh, yeah, just just reach out and eventually we'll have those products on our website and whatnot as well. Uh, so most DJs that I know uh, have some musical connection, yep. if, if even just recreationally uh, or like you said, kids, if they need reeds or, you know, uh, cleaning kit for their instrument or, you know single string because they're always breaking the e string or something you know uh that, that one does get broke a lot i'm told so uh let's see we get uh, some more questions here john uh, has one from uh, the youtube channel uh what diffuser would you recommend for using as a light or using uh, as an uplight to spread the light or spread the color out more well, I think it depends here as well. There's a lot of different kinds of diffusion. We have a diffusion pack that has samples, and it's really, really nice there is you could try different ones to see which one you want to order more sheets of. There are directional diffusions that diffuse more in one direction and not the other, and the others are more radial. Uh, I would say if you're just looking for something general, maybe like a, like a half-white diffusion or a quarter-white diffusion, uh, if you go on our uh, website and you just type in uh, diffusion, you should get all kinds of options. And we've got pictures that also show uh, the aggressiveness and the pattern of the diffusion on there for you. So I, I would say probably a half white or a quarter white. N noting here that the more you diffuse, the less intense your light is going to appear. We're spreading that light energy out. So that's why I, I would say it kind of depends. You, If you go with a full white diffusion, you'll get tremendous smooth diffusion but you're going to need some horsepower in that light hmm how much would you say say would it if you had like a 100 watt light if you put a the full white diffusion is it going to feel like you went to like a, a quarter of, of the light output brightness wise or i mean is there any kind of a rule of thumb with that there might be uh and actually my my very good friend big ben is going to spend the week with us here at the stowe household uh he's a lighting designer who's coming into tech a show uh, at the local university and it's kind of an annual thing we do it's our excuse to binge watch star wars and and uh you know whatever but uh he might he might have a number off top of his head but i don't think so because i think there's so many variables here that i think that'd be very difficult to say um and you're not really losing the light you're just spreading it out mm -hmm. So, I mean, some of it's obviously going to get lost in the diffuser, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, we got that question. Man. Um, I'm going to get back to... Day, I'm going to get back to your question. Um, the DBX Go Rack was a hot little a little uh, device, that little little one. You're, you're familiar with what I'm referring to? Was was being the operative word. It was, is past yeah. tense. Yeah, they aren't making those anymore. Um, somebody was asking what the opinion was on that. 
it's gone. That's my opinion. <laughs> I think, and I have some. I've got a couple of them here. And when they first came out, I thought, oh, this is really kind of a cool. And the more I used it, and it's a noisy. There's a there's a lot of a lot of hiss in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think for using it. Like when the kids are are wanting to uh, run an iPod into it and then running it to a powered speaker, it's an inexpensive mixer, but it's nothing for, uh, I I, I haven't taken it to use at a show and I don't know if I would. That's my personal opinion on it. Yeah, I'd I'd leave that up to the individual. I agree with your assessment, John, but a lot of people use them and like them and uh, you know, to me, I would I would simplify my answer to what I just said. It, it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So, you know, if you've got one and you like it, great. If you're looking for one, you're probably going to be looking hard. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't look that hard for it. There's other options out there. Um, so day day uh, day and night asked uh, because the Evolve Fifties now been out for nine months or what have you. Um, and Ben, I'll have you take the de- I want you to take your dealer cap off now. Have you mm-hmm. been hearing any? negative feedback on the Evolve 50s? Stunningly very little. Uh, And I say stunningly because I don't think you can get wholesale agreement on anything in in a community of audio professionals. Uh, But I I think the only uh, complaints that we've heard are people who are trying to do something that the devices are just not made to do. And I've said it before, if you could do arena shows without loading a semi of gear, we would do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't like unloading semis of gear. so uh, really surprisingly, no, I was worried there would be more just based on experience with other products. Uh, when we shipped hundreds of these things, I thought, oh, man, yeah. you know, uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly positive. And I would I would agree because I've been following on different boards. And generally when someone when speakers have been out, there's somebody who's going to complain. We heard it with every speaker line. There's somebody who's like, oh, yeah, this is. And it's been incredibly, I haven't even heard many people who are using it inappropriately, meaning, oh, I took it to a teen dance and it didn't give me enough thump. I haven't heard anybody with that one. You know, everyone's... I, I was expecting more, to be honest with you. And yeah. not because I didn't like the speaker. I love the speaker, but just based on experience, 25 years of selling gears to gear to DJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... They're not, yeah, because they don't take the advice of the right rig for the gig. They don't do that most of the time. But it seems that for the people, most of the people I've seen are wedding professionals and they've just been loving the response that uh, what the speakers have been giving them. So I think the best, uh, the best testament has been the reorders. The best testament has been both the referrals from owners and the people who are ordering more. Mm-hmm. And that that's really, um, you can just sort of, <laughs> when somebody uh, is willing to spend their money on it again, that's kind of telling Yeah, that they didn't learn the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, again, I think as long as you keep it what it is, uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic speaker. Um, it's uh, you know, Electro Voice really did a nice job with that. They they waited and they watched and they did a nice job with that. Uh, and they were definitely behind in the column game. And uh, you know, the the only way to make that work is to come out with something that really uh, changes the rules. And this did. And now I think we're seeing the other column companies trying to play catch up. Uh, you know, and, and we're a dealer for 300 brands, ballpark. Mm-hmm. So we're not really, uh, you know, anybody's, you know, fanboy. Uh, I do love Electro Voice products, but I love a lot of products. And my my first loyalty always is to my customers. Sure. Ultimately, ultimately the manufacturers don't put any food on my plate. Uh, it, it's the customers that do. 
And so, you know, you, you got an unintentional glimpse of my daughter earlier, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm working for. And so if I don't take care of the customers and I don't take care of the people who are putting food on her plate, uh, then I'm accountable to her. So, uh, you know, that's where my first loyalty is. Yeah. I don't know why Ben's, Ben's audio went to uh, dip down just a little bit ago. Oh, it, did it? Yeah. It, and now it came back. It's all, we're all good. Well, it was a good speech too. Well, no, we got the speech. It was, it was ahead of that. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, it might be uh, that this is an Electro Voice microphone I'm using, and uh, <laughs> they said, "What's he saying? Turn it down." It's I don't know. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's it's probably is that setting in Zoom. I was wondering if um, I was trying to trying to think back. Did you did you all of a sudden, huh? You know, kind of a give a peaking, and that the uh, ducking would have kicked in on Zoom. It does that. DSP. Yes. ESP built into Zoom. Built into Zoom, which is smarter than, yeah, we can't figure out how to defeat it so we can have consistent consistency. We want consistency. Okay, well, Ben, uh, we're going to wrap things up here so you can go make sure everyone's tucked into bed. Um, next <laughs> I week, know at least one that's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, hee hee, daddy, I told him you can't cook. <laughs> I mean, not that we'll ever hear that one ever brought up again. You know, uh, There was a time when I played a prank on my son and uh, he was about eight or nine at the time, I think. So, uh, and then he, uh, he returned to the prank. Uh, I was taking a shower one morning and all of a sudden a glass of ice cold water came over the shower curtain. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I deserve that. But then I thought, you know, I got to be careful what I teach, uh, what pranks I pull on my kids. Cause this is going to come back to haunt me. Yes, they do. But then I also felt like I should probably remind my son that I had not taught him every prank. So, like, listen, you don't want to make this an arms race, okay? Anyway, uh, so I, I guess the moral of that story is that at some point, I'm sure I will get her back for that. <laughs> I'll probably control the audio for her wedding, and I'll remember for a long time. <laughs> Dads don't forget. We just make less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds good. Uh, next week, you're going to be doing the I, I-29 tour, so we'll be catching up on a remote location. Do we yeah. Do we know where yet? What city you'll be broadcasting from? It'll be uh, either Sioux City or Omaha on Tuesday. Okay. I'm not sure exactly where yet. Uh, trying to coordinate a few things. My, my schedule really doesn't allow... Uh, but I'm doing it anyway. I've, I promised uh, I'd come down and see some people, uh, and uh, I'm trying to trying to honor that. And uh, uh, I guess we'll uh, just have to sort of work with a somewhat fluid schedule and then get back for a really crazy weekend uh, that weekend. Uh, so I, I'm not sure exactly where, but we'll find a place. We'll find it. We'll sounds, find sounds wonderful. I want to thank everybody for being with us tonight, and we will be back in about uh, 20 minutes with our second show. Brian, we're going to be talking about some more of your online questions that you guys have been having about about getting selecting the right type of gear for your gig. And Brian's got some interesting thoughts, and we'll be talking about those in about 20 minutes. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, John. Tonight's DJ and TV show is sponsored in part by Electro Voice. DJ Event Planner ADJ NLFX Professional
promo only. Newmark. And DJ and TV Insiders.